Praise the Lord. We welcome you all to our live broadcast today, September 11, 2022. Shall we pray? In Jesus' name we pray. Our Heavenly Father, we've come again. That you may bless all of us this day with your presence, that you will rewrite your words again in our hearts, that you will break stony hearts and put hearts of flesh, and that as you put your imprint in our hearts, we'll never depart from the faith. And those whose hearts have been hardened, Lord, as you put a new heart, a heart that receives only from you, that they will never backslide again. And those who have not known you, my Father, my God, at the hearing of this message, will repent, make a U-turn, and follow Jesus Christ, your Son, who only one who went to the cross to die for us, who paid a price for our sins, and restored our righteousness with you. All the praise and glory are all yours, Lord. We plead the blood of Jesus Christ. Jesus. Holy Spirit, speak for us and help all of us to learn. In Jesus' name we are prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. We encourage you to start watch parties in your neighborhood. The time is fast spent. Don't just keep the messages to yourself. Share these messages. If you found them good and encouraging in your life, why don't you share with others? Today's message topic. What does it mean to seek first the kingdom of God and God's righteousness? Taken from Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. The outline. God's righteousness is priceless. Number two. Christ became sin for humanity's sake. To make us right with God. Three. God takes care of the needs of the righteous. That's those who are obedient followers of Christ. And our song today is take my life and let it be. That's to the Lord Jesus Christ we, we submit. God's righteousness is priceless. God is above and beyond all creation. He's not part of this creation. God has always existed. He decided the when, the what, and the how when he created human beings. He made the decision. You and I were not there. God does not owe human beings anything. In fact, humans owe everything to God. God chose to make human beings in his own image and likeness. It was his choice. Therefore, in unfallen state, human beings had God's righteousness. 
However, human beings lost God's righteousness when the first humans, our first parents, disobeyed God. As a result, human beings no longer had access to God because they lost God's righteousness. They were not doomed to eternal death. Scripture, please. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 1 to 5. The old system under the law of Moses was only a shadow, a dim preview of the good things to come, not the good things themselves. The sacrifices under that system were repeated again and again, year after year, but they were never able to provide perfect cleansing for those who came to worship. If they could have provided perfect cleansing, the sacrifices would have stopped, for the worshippers would have been purified once for all time, and their feelings of guilt would have disappeared. But instead, those sacrifices actually reminded them of their sins year after year. For it is not possible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. That is why, when Christ came into the world, he said to God, You did not want animal sacrifices or sin offerings, but you have given me a body to offer. Praise the Lord. Sacrifices were being made to restore man's fellowship by the nation that God had created, Israel. But look at verse 4. Despite those sacrifices were being told in the world, it's not possible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. Verse 5. That's why when Christ came into the world, he said to God, you did not want animal sacrifices or sin offerings. You are giving me a body, this body I have to offer as the sacrifice for sin, a spotless sacrifice. So we see from these scriptures that no sacrifice could restore that righteousness that human beings lost when they disobeyed God. Because God's righteousness is an attribute of God is right, is priceless. Nothing can ever pay for it. So, what God provided Israel under the law was temporary, a temporary fix, so that the high priest could have access in his presence once a year to atone for the sins of the people. But still, it was pointing to Christ, who is going to sacrifice the only one sacrifice that could be accepted God's Son. A priceless sacrifice is the only thing needed to restore a priceless gift or attribute that God gave to human beings. Those sacrifices could never have restored God's righteousness. Yet we have today in many parts of the world, in many different denominations, people who still think that their sacrifices can do anything except to do what? To show their unbelief. Second scripture, please. Revelation chapter 5 verses 1 to 10 Then I saw a scroll in the right hand of the one who was sitting on the throne. There was writing on the inside and the outside of the scroll, and it was sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel who shouted with a loud voice, Who is worthy to break the seals on this scroll and open it? But no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll and read it. Then I began to weep bitterly because no one was found worthy to open the scroll and read it. But one of the 24 elders said to me, Stop weeping. 
Look, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the heir to David's throne, has won the victory. He is worthy to open the scroll and its seven seals. Then I saw a lamb that looked as if it had been slaughtered, but was now standing between the throne and the four living beings and among the 24 elders. He had seven horns and seven eyes, which represent the sevenfold spirit of God that is sent out into every part of the earth. He stepped forward and took the scroll from the right hand of the one sitting on the throne. And when he took the scroll, the four living beings and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb. Each one had a harp and they held gold bowls filled with incense, which are the prayers of God's people. And they sang a new song with these words. You are worthy to take the scroll and break its seals and open it. For you were slaughtered and your blood has ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. And you have caused them to become a kingdom of priests for our God. And they will reign on earth. Praise the Lord. Note verse 6. Then we'll go to verse 9. But I'll read 9. And they sang a new song with these words. You are worthy to take the scroll and break its seals and open it. For you were slaughtered. And your blood has ransomed people for God. From every tribe, language, people and nation. Praise the Lord. And you have made us kingdom of priests and kings. So from the scripture you see, nobody could open the scrolls. Not angel, not human being. Nobody was worthy. Only one person was worthy. And had he refused, you and I would have ended up in eternal death. Because a priceless sacrifice can only be paid by one whose life is eternal, spotless, priceless. The only one that fitted that being was only one person in the whole of creation. But remember beyond creation because Jesus Christ is God also. But he's the son of God. Only God's son could pay the price. No angel, no human being could have. Hence nobody could open the scroll. Had there been anybody else, somebody else have taken the scroll, but there was nobody. Till the lamb that was slaughtered came up and took the scroll. So he made a priceless sacrifice. One that will make human beings right with God again. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Let us look at what was involved. Let's go to our too. Christ became sin for humanity's sake to make us right with God. Look at what that meant. Christ became sin. <laughs> I mean, sin as in sin, they've written that God hates. He took it on his body. Scripture, please. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Praise the Lord. The eternal spotless one took on the greatest verbiage, the greatest, the worst thing that could have happened in the whole of creation on his body, destroyed it. And said, Father, I pay the price. Restore that which human beings lost. What Adam lost, have I as a second Adam have come. Father. And Godfather said, I agree. 
Because I'm the one actually who said go. And you obeyed. Praise the Lord. That's the only way where our righteousness was restored. And it's only through faith that you and I will ever make it to inherit eternal life. Whoever talks works does not understand the scriptures. So I'm going to now speak to every individual person on the earth, whatever this message is preached, today, tomorrow, whatever time. Believer, unbeliever, myself included, with this message today. I can't speak to those who have gone. There were those who were here last Sunday or who were in the world last Sunday who are no more here. They are gone. I can't speak to them. I'm only speaking to a living today, believer and unbeliever. Look at what it cost God and His Son to free us from sin and restore us as sons and daughters of God. Imagine it. Unless you imagine it, you can never flee from sin. Imagine it. Look at what it cost God and His Son. What prevented God from the same way He now cast out one third of the angels from saying, Adam and Eve, you are out, and whatever your generation, and that's the end of the story. He could create a new set of beings. Because he's God. Yet, he decided that his son will pay the price. And his son agreed. We trivialize Christ's sacrifice. When all we do in fellowships and church buildings is always, or even our prayers, how to address our individual needs, our wants. This place, this, that, that. We dishonor God. We dishonor the sacrifice. Because the sacrifice should be the first, first thing before us, beside us, behind us at all times. Knowing what it costs God to send the spotless one, the priceless one, to die so that you and I can live forever. That's why at the end of the age, when the Lord says, depart from me, I know you not. Everybody will say amen, even those who are being asked to depart, because they will say, but yes, you did everything in your power to pull us back. And we refused. Material needs are the centerpiece of most messages, whether from the pulpit or the television. Christ's priceless sacrifice is usually an afterthought. Often it doesn't even get mentioned. I am persuaded that so many people would not have gone wrong. They would have learned to seek God and His righteousness more fervently if we had taught them or if we were going to teach them the sacrifice. What it took God and His Son to make this priceless sacrifice. If we announce that every Sunday, every fellowship, that is more than enough. Because the whole of Scripture is Christ who came, died, and rose again for justification. That's all. Everything else we are talking is, doesn't compare. Him crucified and resurrected. Him we preach. Should always be at the centerpiece of our messages. Praise the Lord. It is important to emphasize the following. As often, as often as possible to believers, both young and old, in every gathering, not some, in every gathering, 
emphasize the following. If Christ had not taken our sins on his body and paid the price with his death, human beings would have lost access to God forever. Number one. Number two. Human beings would have been doomed eternally. Number three. Believers now have direct access to God with no intermediary because with Christ's death, God's righteousness has been imputed to them. Number four, believers should always reflect Christ inside them. True holy living. That's the only way you reflect that Christ is in you. Not when you are sinning and doing everything the world does. No. When you are really separated from the world and doing the things that God wants you to do, that's when Christ in you is being seen by unbelievers. That's when they see the light of Christ in you. They can't see Christ in you if you are living a sinful life. For they will sin demons. When faced with temptation to sin, always look to him who died for you and I. When you think about it, you will refrain from sinning against God. Praise the Lord. Continue. She emphasize every time in any fellowship, no amount of works, no matter how good or whatever, can equate with Christ's sacrifice. If you and I like, let us even kill ourselves and say we're killing ourselves for Christ. Wrong. We end up in hell if we do that. Works never takes anybody to heaven. Works will never take anybody to heaven. Only a separated life. Sanctified. One with faith in God's Son. Only such a person, a separated life, that's sanctified. One with faith in God's Son, faith in God, that's in the Lord's sacrifice, in Christ who is his Lord, and who keeps himself or herself unspotted from the world. Those are the ones who inherit eternal life. Separated life, faith in Christ, keep yourself unspotted from the world. How would you inherit eternal life? Continuing fellowships, always tell people, sin will take you to hell. And the greatest sin is unbelief. If you don't believe in fair faith in Christ, if I don't have faith in Christ, I'm done. No matter what else I do. We go to number three. God takes care of the needs of the righteous. Who are the righteous? The obedient followers of Christ on earth. Go ahead and read. Please pay attention to this scripture. It's a very long one because I'm going to make just a few interjections because of time after it. Please go ahead. Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 to 34. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one 
and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Verse 25. Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. For they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Verse 30. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? 31. Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Praise the Lord for his word. Like I said, I'm not going to go back on them. I'm going to pick a few things there. Because in these scriptures we all read, we said the table, answers the question, what it means to seek first the kingdom of God and God's righteousness. Which is which was taken from Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. The reason you have to seek Christ first is because when you have Christ, everything else is resolved. If you don't have Christ, you're running helter skelter. If you don't put Christ first in your life, if I don't put Christ first in my life, I'll do the wilderness journey, maybe 100 years, and I may not even get there. But if you put Christ first, Everything else is resolving your life. Because whether you are passing through the shadow of death, he's there with you. He will lead you through green pastures. Because the Holy Spirit is indwelling you. The word of God says those who are children of God are led by the Spirit of God. If the Spirit of God is leading you, how can you be wrong? So whether in health, in sickness, in poverty, in riches, he's leading you. You have assurance of his presence in your life, so you cannot make any mistakes. Because if you're walking in the light of God's word, because when you are suffering, He's suffering with you. Yes. And He will continue to encourage you, to lead you, to show you where there's water to drink, to quench the thirst. The opportunities that are available to you. So rather than seeking opportunities, seek Him first. Rather than seeking promotion, seek Him first. Rather than seeking riches, seek Him first. And I'm seeking anything else. It doesn't matter how noble. Seek him first. Because when you have him, the Holy Spirit will guide you. Then life becomes very pleasurable. I don't mean pleasurable in the worldly sense. Pleasurable because you know you're a son and daughter of God. He will always lead you away from the traps of the devil. The devil has set so many traps. You see, on the highway... The devil is there manifesting. But even on the narrow road, he's also right there, but he's not 
He has no control on the narrow road. But he's on the sidelines, which is banned, giving entertainment. He's on the other side, talking about riches, worldly prosperity group. The other group are telling you other things that are this and there. So he wants to distract you so you can leave that narrow road and do what? Say, but how, what do you really mean by this? Before you start, before you know it, you are back on the highway. So the Holy Spirit will lead you and I away from the traps of the devil. That is why it's important to seek God first. Seek his kingdom first. He just always know that Christ died for you. And if he died for you, he says he's indwelling you. And he said, if he's indwelling you, God Father loves you. And he said, if God, God Father loves you, he and Father will manifest themselves in your life. To and through the Holy Spirit will guide you. What else do you need? What else do I need? It's more than sufficient. God is your sufficiency. God is your sufficiency. Many years ago, in turmoil of certain times, when my last child was born, he gave me that word, Oluwa Samim in Yoruba, it means God is sufficient. Yes. My last daughter's middle name is Oluwa Samim because God gave it direct. I didn't know the word then. The people had to interpret it for me. God is sufficient. His grace is more than sufficient. Which happened also to be the name then that my, that, my, that my last daughter was also given. Amarachi in Hebrew, which means God's grace. Join them together, it means God's grace is sufficient. Sufficient for your life. What else are you looking for? And that's when my eyes were opened. And I realized, I said, but that is true. God is my sufficiency. And in you, I trust. And there was a total change in my life. I was already a Christian for years. That's when I understood a lot of things. And I yielded myself and said, enough. Only you, Lord, I trust, whatever it is. Take me whatever you want, whatever you want. I am all yours. You have to make that commitment today. That's my message today, today. Because if you are not, the enemy will lead you. He will show you needs. So you need this one. You can to run her skelter. That's why Christ said, says, look at the ladies in the field. Even the, 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 the birds, God is feeding them. God knows everything. Why don't you first seek him first? Because Satan will always use needs to draw away believers. And in your pursuit of needs, most times they lose the faith. Your worries open doors for infiltration of thoughts that make people to forget. You see, when the demons infiltrate with thoughts, you will forget to take your problems to the Lord. Yet he said, cast your burdens on me. But when you are worrying so much because the devil has come in, because you are worrying, why don't you do this? Have you tried? You know this man or woman? Have you gone to him or her? By the time you do it, you see, you have left God. God is no longer first. And then when the thing fails, you turn around, but God, you were there. No, God is not going to force you to know what he says. Seek me first. Ask of me and I'll give you the water, the issues of life. Satan knows these things. He knows. That's why he knows. And he wants to prevent you from making God first in your life. In your life. Because the moment you are not making God first in your life, you will derail. If I don't make God first in my life, I will derail. I encourage you today. If you are an unbeliever, repent because there is no hope for you already. If you are a believer, Stop chasing those things. They're phantoms. That doesn't mean anything. Go back to the Lord in prayers and say, Lord, what will have me do? He will tell you, go back to my word. He will tell you, listen to this broadcast again. He will ask you to go through these messages to the last scripture we just read and say, I am God. 
and your sufficiency. Until he tells you that, don't get up from your, from there. Say, Lord, I'm not going to until I hear it from my, in my ear. Or at that time, your sufficiency. When you do, your life will never be the same again. And nobody will take you for a ride anymore. I encourage you and I pray for all who have had this message today. May the Lord open your eyes as you opened mine so many years ago. To know that only God is your sufficiency. And to do that, I will encourage you to go through with me the song we're about to sing. Molly today, go to YouTube and take it also on Facebook as we play it. Take my life. Tell the Lord Jesus Christ as we are doing this now. Take my life and let it be. It's very important. I'm going to start the song. Take my life and let it be. Consecrated Lord only to you. Continue to do that as you are in your closet. Take my moments and my days. Let them always flow in endless praise of you. For you, you've paid a priceless sacrifice. You got a priceless sacrifice to give me a priceless gift, the righteousness of God. Take my hands and let them move at the impulse of your love. Unmerited love. Love that is it cannot be understood with the human mind. Take my feet and let them be swift and beautiful for you, Lord. Take my voice and let me sing. Let me always sing, my Father, my God, praising you. So that all my songs are only for my king and not for anything in the world. Always, my father, help me. Take my lips, let them be filled with messages from you. Always, from that to the end of my days. Take my silver, my gold. Don't belong to you if it's not mine. They're all yours. Not a might without withhold from you. Take my intellect. Use every day is your own. You have bought me already. Every power is, Lord, they all belong to you. Take it, Lord. And use it, Lord, to glorify and magnify them to the world. Take my will. I have no more will. It's your will. Make it yours, my Father, my God. It shall no, it's no longer mine. I have no will. Your will is your will. Your will. Take my heart. I don't have a heart again. The heart here is your, your own. I have none. None at all, Father God. And all who are listening, make the same consecration. It shall only be to your Lord, my Father, my God. Everything I am, they all belong to you. Take my life, let it be. And make it everything you want it to be in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And for everyone who has had this message today, Lord, and we hear it, Lord. We pray, Lord, that they will also eternalize these songs. Isn't this message, Lord, that they will begin to walk a walk, a walk that is perfect before you. Shall we pray? Jesus' name we pray. Dear God, thank you for today. Thank you for all who have joined. Thank you for wherever this message is broadcast or podcast. May they all, may your words, Lord, pierce hearts. May it deliver. May it heal. 
may it draw them closer to you that they will only seek your son. They will seek your righteousness, which is in Christ alone. They will sing the kingdom of God. They will abhor the world. They will yield, they will yearn always for the kingdom. And because we know you've assured us, Lord, that you are there. You are our sufficiency. You are our sufficiency. So why are we worried? Internalize this, Lord, to all. Help everyone to internalize this message today, Lord. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Rebook the devourer for their sex, Lord, that they will not come to steal this from their hearts. And whatever difficulties are passing through, Lord, let them know. All they have to do is hand them over to your son. Let them cast all their burdens on him. And be attentive as he guides their lives. We give you all the praise and honor, my Father, my God. May your countenance shine upon all of joy today. May your blessings, Lord, may your presence, Lord, fill their homes, fill their lives. May they walk this walk this week, Lord, in endless praise of you. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Praise the Lord. If it's God's will, we see you next Sunday.